playing all Australian music on the show tonight for a very good reason, because tonight we're talking the episode Bart versus Australia, an iconic episode of the show. Um, but before we get into that, we are joined live in the studio by Alex. Alex, thanks for being on the show. Hello. Hello. Bit delayed <laughs> there, but uh, good on you. The thing is, we're feeling a bit threatened tonight, and the reason for that is we've, we've been friends for some time, and we've always been Tom and Michael. Yeah. Look, um, I don't know you that well. You know Michael. You're good friends with Michael, Alex. Um, I wouldn't say good friends. Yeah, no, neither would I. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know you that well. First impressions, look like a great guy. Got a look going for you. Um, but yeah, look, I'm feeling a bit threatened. Yeah, personally. And, and the whole look, the whole situation of Tom and Michael and Alex reminded us of a moment from the show, and we've recorded a little <laughs> song for you, and we'd like to play it for you now. You ready, Alex? Okay. Just get that sound effect queued up. It's Tom and Michael and Alex and Tom and Tom and Michael and Alex Tom and Michael also Alex the Tom and Michael and Alex show That's right it's Tom and Michael joined Brilliant. by Alex uh, you are the poochie to our itchy and scratchy. Um, yeah, we all know how that ended up. Yeah. Oh, no. We'll see how we go by the end of the show. Um, but Tom Tell us about Bart versus Australia. All right, Bart versus Australia. Uh, first aired in February 19, 1995. Uh, Bill Oakley and John Weinstein, mm-hmm. Josh Weinstein, rather, wrote the scripts, who, uh, yeah, worked together multiple times on yeah. a number of episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, ended up being uh, the showrunners for The Simpsons in seasons seven and eight. Yeah, so a couple of years after this. Yeah. So, yeah. Episode when it aired was very controversial, yeah. just because of how it actually depicted... Uh, Australian culture and just Australians in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it really satirises the Australian culture, um, directly calling out pretty much on the two main things American have to go off the Australians is the Crocodile Dundee mm-hmm. and uh, the Dingo Ate My Baby. Ate my baby. Before we get into that, Alex, you're the guest on the show, so you choose this week's episode of the week. Why why Bart versus Australia? So what is so, um, I guess, important about this episode in the series legacy that you wanted to discuss it? Like, it's not so much... It, it might be a little less than, like, the series legacy, but for me, like, when I was growing up, I was watching a lot of The Simpsons and a lot of other TV shows, and there weren't many episodes which took place in Australia. Mm-hmm. It was always like we didn't exist on their map. Like, they'd all go to Europe or England <laughs> and have a lovely time in, like, Paris. But, but anything below the equator... Yeah, <laughs> and everything below the equator was just too far. And, like, there's also some, like... Besides the fact that they go into just to Australia, there's also some, some really quotable moments. And, like, I know some of it's inaccurate, but some of the stuff is, like, you know what, that's kind of like Australia. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. And we'll get into the quotes a lot more later on in the top three. I think where I want to bring it back for this discussion, for this particular episode, is the um, what, what Tom sort of touched on here, which is the way that American, cult, uh, that American writers or American citizens portray Australian culture in their media, yeah. right? Now, a good uh, really when uh, when Americans do Australian culture, they draw, as Tom said, to the Crocodile Dundee slash Steve Irwin Crocodile Hunter mm. style um, kind of thing, and the Dingo Ate My Baby gag. They're the two kind yeah, of core those are things. The two references they yeah. really use a lot. Mm. And 
An example of this being done recently by an American show is Modern Family, a very well-crafted and well-written TV show that sort of did, oh, they do the whole, let's do an Australia episode, yeah, let's take our characters out of America. Or... Yeah, and... Australia consists of nothing but Sydney. Yeah, yeah. that's the main one. That Modern... has two big landmarks. Mm. That's all you need. Modern Family <laughs> just did really your straight American Australia episode with all those gags. It revolved around the Dingo Ate My Baby gag. With this episode of The Simpsons, like, for example, I remember being quite young, seeing this episode, not grasping any of the satire and feeling offended by it. I distinctly remember that feeling. I don't think I was ever offended by it. I just thought, as a kid, I thought, this is so inaccurate. Watching it through an adult lens, and admittedly, I haven't seen this episode in some time, but watching it through an adult lens, what I realise is that at the crux of this episode, really, you've got them basing it in Australia, but they're still poking fun at their own culture. And at the end of the episode, you really start to see that not only is this a, in inverted commas, satirisation of Australian culture, but it's really a satirisation of the way that the USA perceives Australian culture. And it's doing it at an expert level. Um, Well, more than anything, The Simpsons are making fun of American culture constantly. Yeah, and and this is very, very go. apparent in one of the gags in this episode, which is the gate gag, where the the Simpsons are running back to the American it's embassy. Like, oh, They're being the chased Simpsons. by what is depicted as basically the entire population of Australia. You know, you've got your, your Mad Max as part of this mob and that kind of thing. And they run through this gate and the embassy sees them and they're like, oh no, the Simpsons, don't Not let them back, them back in. Yeah, and you see the button to close the gate and, and it says like, Made with pride in the USA. And then the gate jams halfway and won't close, so the Simpsons get in. And it's this very clever and deliberate stab at, no, we're not actually doing Australian culture. We're we're still tackling American culture at at the core here. Um, And again, you get this with the cane toad gag, right? The cane toad gag... when they're first entering Australia. Mm. I'd have called them chaswazzers. At at the start of this episode, Bart Bart brings... A cane toad. Yeah, or the, into, as he, oh, as they say, the bullfrog. Bullfrog. And basically, uh, he starts the cane toad infestation. Something that, without research, you probably wouldn't know, like, at a basic level, the cane toad infestation of Australia. But that really shows off that the Simpsons writers at this stage have gone to that next level. And it really showcases the way they've taken it from just your basic satire of this is what Americans see Australia as at the most basic level to, no, we're actually doing something a little bit more complex here. Yeah, and they actually did a lot of research for this. Um, They had two Australian guides, actually. Mm. So they knew exactly what Australian culture was. And they deliberately went in this stereotypical direction. There's a very cheeky and deliberate attempt here to make the characters in this episode, the Australian characters, as inaccurate as possible. And it's... it's Even the accent is inaccurate. Even the accent, which we will touch on <laughs> later as well. It's The Yellow Family with Tom and Michael. But tonight's episode of the week is Bart versus Australia, Season 6, Episode 16. Six years into the show's run, Tom... You've got an episode fact for us. One of the only things you good for on the show. <laughs> yeah, well, the booting punishment, which pretty much is given to Bart in the episode, mm. um, is based on a real-life situation, which yeah. 
saw an American teenager actually sentenced to be caned mm. uh, in Singapore for vandalizing cars. So, yeah, in Singapore, apparently, caning is a pretty common occurrence. Yeah, as a punishment. Yeah, but um, yeah, apparently America wasn't having any of it. Yeah, and, uh, and I think it was the first incident where a an American citizen was caned in Singapore, and that's where they sort of drew on this whole um, this whole booting thing, yeah. in, which is quite a humorous thing. I don't know in this if episode. they ended up being caned by a smaller cane, yeah, <laughs> through a gate, but. Um, yeah, interesting to know. You get a really good um, kind of dichotomy in this episode between Bart and Lisa um, at the start, where where Lisa's trying to explain to Bart what the equator actually is. Oh, on the globe, yeah. Yeah, um. on the globe. <laughs> and um, and Bart's like, what the hell is the southern hemisphere? The, and Lisa, Lisa just sort of goes, well, the, the, the southern hemisphere is anything that's below yeah, the yeah. equator. This line. <laughs> and um, I think... It's a really nice... Because, you know, Lisa has quite a small role in this episode, and admittedly a lot of episodes. And she's never really there as a comic relief character. She's always kind of like that voice of reason character. But here, Lisa... Also with that, that Rand McNally gag. Yeah, so you'd say in Argentina or Rand McNally... Yeah, the water all... flows counterclockwise. Yeah, and Rand McNally is obviously the maker of the globe that Bart's <laughs> mistaken for the um, for the for a country, and Lisa just sort of goes, "Yeah, and you know what? In Rand McNally, they wear hats on their feet, and hamburgers eat people, <laughs> and it's this really nice little showcase that while Lisa is this sweet, innocent, intelligent little girl, she's also got a bit of sass behind her, and it's a nice little development of Lisa in that episode. When we come to this episode, we should add that it's one of the biggest episodes obvious, for obvious reasons in Australia, but in also Australia, because... In recent years, this episode has brought along so much cultural yeah, significance. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's really relevant to this recent surge in meme and remix culture that we're seeing primarily through Facebook... I yeah. think a bit of it's occurring via Instagram, but it's primarily occurring on Facebook. For example, this episode, you've got that dollary Do's quote, which we'll get to <laughs> later. We might get to in the top three. I'm not saying anything. We might. Alex is giving me Alex is giving me a stare because I know that's his favourite Simpsons quote of all time, <laughs> and he quotes it excessively. I just say dollary Do's in real life now. It's I know. consumed me. <laughs> I know. It, it's consuming everyone around you. You have a problem. No. Um, <laughs> But there was also that petition that made national news around oh, Australia. Oh, changed the actual Australian currency to dollar Yeah, and, yeah. you know, it gains all this traction, and it's obviously <laughs> never going to happen, but the fact that a moment from this episode can make national news, you know, 10 or 11 <coughs> years after its initial broadcast mm. is phenomenal. And all of this remix culture that's going on with The Simpsons on Facebook is absolutely phenomenal. And yeah, it's, it, through it, like rock bottom and mm. what was The Simpsons' best moments page. Yeah, it sort of started out with The was. Simpsons' best was. moments. Um, then you've got <laughs> you know day. your rock bottoms and your Simpsons shit posting and all those all those different kinds of pages. Like Copy Global Hyper Megan at Australia New Zealand. Yeah, Simpsons yeah. against the Liberals, <laughs> and it's a really profound way of demonstrating how how we have changed as a culture in the way that we view. Because back back in the day, you know, you sit down as a kid and you watch The Simpsons in front of the TV for half an hour and you watch the ads. Yeah, well, that was my Friday night. Well, I had... It was 7.30 on a Friday. There was a brand new Simpsons episode. Six o'clock every other weekday. Mm. And because 
my sister and my mum loved Burke's Backyard, yeah. which was also on 7.30 on a Friday night. Yeah. There was always that competition, which I always lost. Yeah. So I'd be watching the new Simpsons episode in between the ad breaks yeah. and Burke's Backyard. Okay, Burke's Backyard. W- one of the better shows. Not quite on par Not with taking the anything away from Burke. But, you know, Burke, if you're out there and you want to come on the show, definitely come <laughs> on. Um, but, yeah, and, and nowadays, you know, we're in this this age of piracy and this age of streaming media and no one watches full episodes of The Simpsons anymore but we're constantly, particularly fans, are constantly being bombarded by quotes online and not only that but we're seeing we're seeing the quotes being remixed online. I, I think I've I gotta disagree with you about watching like watching um less like full episodes. I, w- I think I'm starting to watch more full episodes than I ever have. Oh really? Is yeah, that cause because of just seeing it on. It's Facebook? it's because I've got um pay TV, right? And it's a lot it's a lot more saturated on pay TV, mm. like that and the other similar animated shows like Futurama and Family Guy. Are like mm. you switch in between like a certain time and you're bound to see one of them. Yeah, and then I just switch it to plus two and watch it all again. Yeah. Yeah, which is sort of the same way you did it as a kid if you had like Foxtel or something like that. Yeah, that was the dream. But <laughs> but the way that the way that we're seeing it on Facebook is seeing this really really super amazing thing where the fan culture around the Simpsons is seeing a shift from basically a passive audience into this unbelievably active audience of producers. Which is a, a producer, producer or prosumer is basically a term used in media. Um, producage was coined by a scholar named Axel Bruns, who is actually Australian, which sees which sees fans become not just consumers of their text, but also active uh, creators and producers of that text. This is getting very in depth for very in Simpsons. Depth. Yeah, but like you know, you'll see you'll see someone, for instance, this is just off the cusp, but you'll see someone on Facebook put merge together the steam hams gag with the do it for her scene, and it would be like do it for hams, and it's not part of the Simpsons canon at all, but it's adding, it's building this new legacy, particularly in Australia, to a show that these episodes aired years and years ago, and we're still seeing them changing in relevance and building in their relevance. And Bart versus Australia really, really kicked this off, I believe. Yeah, well, there's a lot, especially in, like, there's a mix between real-life events and mm. Simpsons. Yeah. I'm finding that more and more. Like, like yeah, there's the AFL Simpsons posts, yeah. which is brilliant. There's, like, a Corey Borealis, who was a Richmond player yeah. named Corey Ellis. Yeah, and, and the Simpsons versus the Liberals, <laughs> which, oh. which works again because... You have the Australian Simpsons fans who grasp the Simpsons reference, and then you have the Australians who grasp the political reference, and it's just this completely new mode of viewing the show. I managed to get one of my something I made on Simpsons against the Liberals. They shared it. You they got did. like five hundred <laughs> likes. I was pretty keen, pretty proud That's of myself. Um, but con- continuing on with Bart versus Australia, because we've digressed a bit. Oh yeah, so. The episode really circulates around Bart um, doing what he does. He makes a prank call. Not yeah. really a prank call. He's trying to prove Lisa wrong. Yeah, with the Coriolis, um, with the Coriolis effect. effect. And so he's calling all these countries around the world in the Southern Hemisphere. Mm-hmm. Um, what does he call? He calls Argentina and there's yeah. a funny joke about Hitler, Hitler being there. Yeah. Um, don't know where else. He calls a volca- volcano or something. Yeah, yeah. scene of... And- 
And there's this, there's this really funny scene at the start where Bart wants to prove Lisa wrong and he flushes the toilet to see if the water will flow yeah. the other way. And he's, and it's not. So he starts trying to paddle it the other way. Bart, use a plunger. Yeah. Um, he yeah, calls, so he calls, he calls in... up, ends up calling up Australia. Yeah. And from there gets in trouble. Yeah. As he does. And... This is this is where we sort of see how starkly different, what a starkly different area of the show we're in to, say, five years before, five years later, or the current time, right? Mm. Because you call up Australia and instantly you get the boy who picks up, who's... Um, Tobias. Tobias. So Tobias picks <laughs> Such up. That's an Australian name. And Tobias is not voiced by an Australian guest voice actor. Tobias is voiced by Pamela Hayden, I believe, yeah, who I think does. voices... Maybe Millhouse and yeah. Martin, I think something like that. And Nor it's just a any terrible Australian a accent. A terrible Australian accent, like most of the, them in this episode. They sound more South African than they do Australian. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And we, I don't know. I just thought this was a very interesting fact because later on in the show's life cycle, there would be a guest voice actor in basically every episode, and this is the first time we really get out of yeah, maybe not the Springfield, first, like, international. But it's, episode which they've yeah. done yeah and you know say this episode were made in season 10 or f- even worse maybe season 20 say what you will about <laughs> the simpsons golden age you i i i feel we would have gotten maybe you know like you hugh jackman ca- characters yeah or, or your nicole kidman characters or someone relevant from australia to do that voice but we didn't. And I think that's a really interesting uh, look at where we were at the show. Yeah, doing their guest voices and yeah. where they used them in the show. Because as we spoke about last week, when George Harrison's on the show, it's this really big deal. When Michael Jackson comes on the show in, Spark- in Stark Raving Dad, it's mm. a really big deal. And I don't have anything against them using vo- guest actors. You know, there's a very, very good episode later on where they get Tony Hawk. And that's one- it's honestly one of my favourite yeah. episodes. So I think... <laughs> Using the guest voice actors really worked out sometimes, but it's just really interesting they didn't go that route for this episode. Is the Tony Hawk episode one of your favourites because Blunk 182 is also in that episode? There you go. He's, <laughs> he, he's got me. No, no, I just really like the writing in that episode, but we, yeah. m- we might get to that episode later, later on the show. Um, but yeah, I just think that's a really interesting look at where the show was in season six to where it sort of ended up going yeah, on. what it would be now. Yeah. Guys... We've got to go to another track, but when we come back, we're counting down our top three moments from Bart versus Australia. It's the Yellow Family with Tom and Michael talking Bart versus Australia. We've been talking that all night, and Tom, we're about to launch into our top three for the night. So we had a fair few when we were watching yeah, it. What we're realizing um, is that very. Di- I'm sure Alex, you'll agree, very difficult. To narrow down just three quotes. There's lots of really funny jokes. Funny yeah. that. It's a comedy. Very, very difficult for us to narrow it down. So we have, once again, put together some honourable mentions. Yeah. Which we thought would play. In fact, a lot more honourable mentions than last week, admittedly. Yeah, we think we're going to be probably doing honourable mentions for most episodes. Just going to keep doing the honourable mentions. Might have to rename the segment. Top three and, and honourable yeah. mentions. Yeah, I think it's a bit too gone. Three top three is a lot more catchy. Yeah, top three um, is a lot more quick off the tongue. <laughs> top three and honourable mentions doesn't have the, quite the same ring to it. Shall we get onto it, guys? We shall. Okay, here's the honourable mentions from Bart versus Australia. In fact, in Rand McNally, they wear hats on their feet and hamburgers eat people. 
Cool. The bakery caught fire and all of downtown smells like cookies. Wanna go smell? Yes. Yes, I do. Who called all these weird places? Quiet, it might be you. I can't remember. No, I'm gonna ask Marge. No, no. Why embarrass us both? Just write a check and I'll release some more endorphins. Look at this country! You are gay. <laughs> this is a knife. That's not a knife, that's a spoon. All right, all right, you win. <laughs> I see you've played knifey spoony before. What? That's an old name. I'd have called them Chazwazers. Okay, okay. So you got a, you've got a, a bit of a variety really there. Good. Some really good ones. Very um, honourable quotes. I don't yeah. know. I feel like one of my favourites wasn't in there. What was one? What's that one? Um. So it's after it's after you know it's like when he's like, "Have you accepted a collect call from the International Drainage Commission in <laughs> oh, Springfield?" Yeah. It was an emergency. <laughs> and excuse the terrible accent, but you know I feel like it fits. Yeah. And then like. What's his name? First response is, there's nothing wrong with the potatoes there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's just so out of place. Crocodile Dundee, where he can't use a bidet. Yeah. yeah, and you obviously have the. That's not a knife. This is a knife. Yeah, that's a spoon. And that great scene by Homer where um, he's <laughs> like, "No, I'm going to tell Marge." Yeah. No, I can't remember if it's us or not. <laughs> <laughs> and um, of course you have, because uh, uh, Homer, Homer takes a bit of a backseat in this episode. It's more of a Bart episode, and that's how yeah. they usually went at the start. It was really either a Homer centric episode or a Bart centric episode. You know, mm. um. But Homer has that really, really nice joke where he can't say Uruguay and he thinks it's pronounced you are gay, which is just, you know, the most typical Homer. It it really is another one of those quick gags that just sums Homer up really, really efficiently. He's just ignorant. He doesn't doesn't know things and it just works against him a lot. Um, And then, then of course, you have the the Chaz Wazza's gag at the end there. Um, which is where the Australian equivalent of the squeaky voice teen from Springfield pretty much basically um, says that the bullfrogs slash cane toads should be called jazzwas because that's just a common Australian that makes yeah, sense because you for know an Australian name. according to Americans of course the Australians would call their their uh, their frogs chuzwazes that's something they would legitimately call it and it, again it's a callback to this is how americans perceive australian yeah, culture yeah. it's another callback to that guys shall we continue yeah all right number three are we ready for number three number three okay here it is look boy now i'm in australia now i'm in america australia America. I get America, it, Dad. America. Australia. Oh, America. That's America. America. Australia. America. Oh, you're in America. We don't tolerate that kind of crap, sir. <laughs> a very, a very, very good gag where you've got Homer being himself again. He's stepping between the borders of the embassy, Australia, America, Australia, America, yeah. and and you know the whole family. That marine the whole... sums up the American just culture, just like not taking any crap. Yeah, we're not doing what take they it. want. Stop doing what you're doing, and and even the family's just sort of like. Dad, come on. I get it. I get it, Dad. Yeah. Um, shall we continue? Yes. Number two. Number two. Okay. You guys ready? Number two. That's a bloody outrage, it is. I want to take this all the way to the Prime Minister. Hey! Mr. Prime Minister! Andy! Hi, mate. What's a good word? <laughs> okay, so... What's this just, one about? I just love how um, the Australian what landscape is portrayed in this episode. Yeah, like in that one, the prime minister, the local member of parliament, is only 
seconds away. Mm-hmm. And in the scene where they're being chased out of the oh, capital, I'm yeah. guessing, <laughs> is it's just one row of stri- one strip of shops. There's nothing in the background. The streets aren't complete. There's kangaroos on the road. It's just like they know this isn't what Australia is. Yeah. But that's how they've decided to portray it. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, the depiction of some of our Prime Minister can't be that far off for some of our, uh, some of our previous Prime Ministers. Yeah, but, you know, the <laughs> Prime Minister is, like, in some kind of pond or lagoon of sorts, and he's just chilling drinking there in his bathers, drinking a Foster's. And this is, again, it's like, of course, everyone in Australia lives within walking distance of their Prime Minister <laughs> and is on a first-name basis with them. And the Prime Minister is just as casual and laid-back as Australians are. Yeah, you know? and then there's that other scene of the landscape where um, Bart goes, uh, well, go check your neighbour's toilets, I'll hold. Yeah, and, then <laughs> and Tobias <laughs> is, just... is just seen running or cycling down the road into the distance. And there's just the little squeaks <laughs> on his bike. I think it's actually a trike. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> not even a bike. <laughs> yeah. So that's number two. Do we yeah, want to hear our one. top gag from this week's yes. episode? All right. What's the top gag from Bart versus Australia? Number one. Nine hundred dollar reduce. Tobias. There you go. <laughs> bit bit of a courtesy one, just because of I guess the cultural significance, yeah, the significance of this one. Had yeah. Recently, in recent years, just to bring it's really brought Simpsons back into. I don't know. What is it? Just, it's just it, it's just it's got such a cultural significance in Australia. Dollary Doos. It made national headlines ten years <laughs> after this episode was first aired. You know. Yeah, I remember being proud of myself signing the petition before anyone had realised what it was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and, and I just think it's such a for them to write a gag that is basically, <laughs> of course, Australians would name their currency <laughs> after a didgeridoo. Because what else would Australians do? That's what they do, right? The deliberate inaccuracies in this episode is just such Every a perfect Every single scene mm. in this episode is the greatest extent they can take a stereotype yeah. possible. Indeed. <laughs> Guys, that wraps on our discussion of Bart versus Australia. But coming up next, we're, do- we're going back to a segment we started last week. Can yep, I cover a feeling? excited for this. Tom had a to challenge see how for this me. ended up. Yeah. We'll get to that straight after this. It's the Yellow Family with Tom and Michael. Tom, last week we started a brand new segment. Yep. Uh, definitely my favourite segment yeah. of the radio show so far, of I the mean, one episode we have had. Yeah, we've only had two episodes, so choosing a favourite is not... Really our only segment at the moment, yeah, which really makes our... it easier. <laughs> We're going to get back to that now. And it's yeah. a little segment that we like to call... Can I cover a feeling? Could you lend me a song from the show? That's right, it's Can I Cover a Feeling? Slightly higher quality recording from last week. We did update Um, that recording. (laughs) Still done in my garage, just slightly better equipment. So, doing okay there. So, how'd you go with it, Michael? I challenged you to record Baby On Board. To cover Baby On Board. And I wasn't expecting the extra workload this week. Um, and as you pointed out on the show, my chord range on the guitar is basically G and D, the two easiest chords yep, to play. Yep, uh, two out of the big four. Yeah, so this was a pretty hard one for me. Um, and look, mate, you did send me a, a pretty malicious text after last I week's did. show. Yep. That was, that, like, I thought we were friends. I'm going to read the text out now. I've got it here. Hey, sucker. Can't wait to see the look on your face when you embarrass yourself on the radio. Good luck with the challenge. 
Also, do you want to see Ghostbusters sometime this week? I'm really glad we did go and see Ghostbusters. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a great actual... Okay, we did see Ghostbusters. I'm trying not to think about that right now. Oh, okay. Thanks for the lift home as well. That was nice of no you. Room. But we're not talking about that right now because aside from the Ghostbusters stuff, pretty disrespectful text to receive because while you're here laughing it up... I was trying to give you an added push to uh, <laughs> while you're here, learn the... This... What you needed to do? <laughs> Laughing at me, thinking, I'm going to embarrass my friend on the radio. You know what? What? I think I nailed it. All right. Put my heart and soul into it. And to show my commitment not only to this show and our friendship, but to the segment as well, I went one step further. And oh, what'd you do? I recorded a separate track of Harmony. Yeah. Well. I queued, as... up, I queued up that <laughs> explosion effect. I queued up all the sound effects on the show. But I queued up that one especially <laughs> because I believe in credit where it's due. So it's one video with two people singing, yeah. both people being you. Yeah, I'm harmonising myself, which I do very often. <laughs> I love it. Prepare to be blown away, mate. Prepare to be blown away. All right, look, for those who haven't heard Baby On Board yeah. or are new to the show, yeah. first of all, welcome to the show. Welcome, um, welcome. Where you can go back and listen to last week's podcast. Yeah. That's the only podcast we have at the moment. Yeah. Shall, so, sh- shall we hear the original Baby On Board? I think we should play that first, right, give we'll, them a bit of an idea. We'll play that now. So this is Baby On Board from the show. And a one, and a two, and a three. Boom, 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 boom. Baby On Board, how I've adored that sign on my car's window Quartet brilliant, style. brilliant song, song from brilliant the Simpsons. writing. But uh, it is a difficult song. I'll give you that. Oh, mainly you'll give me that. Okay, mainly cool. because there are four people singing in that version. Yep, only two in my rendition. Yeah, so you've in that sense you haven't completely covered it. I'm fifty percent down. Yeah. It's not a real cover. <laughs> but if it's a pass or fail thing, which I think the segment should be, I'm going for a pass. Shall we play my version now? All right. Let's All see right. how you've done. Let's suss it out. Okay. This is can I cover a feeling part one. Baby on board. By Michael. And a one, and a two, and a three. Baby on board.
I'm very impressed. Well done. Thank you. I put a lot of effort. I dedicated a lot of time to it. And I'm very <laughs> proud of what I've created. I'm so impressed with the level of dedication you've actually shown to that. To, Thank you. To record it twice. Yeah. With a harmony. I know. Like I know. I'm just... Imagine I... if you could harness that level of dedication and just apply it to other areas of your life, apart oh. from radio. Like, <laughs> your career or... <laughs> Your job, your uni studies, your love life. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you need to bring bring all of that up. I think I'm doing okay in all those areas. Yeah, look, get started on the love life. It's, <laughs> it's getting embarrassing. Well, but you know no, what? I'm, that was brilliant. All right, thank you. And you know what? We're coming back next week or the week after, and we're doing it, doing part two of Can I Cover a Feeling? You're not doing... I'm not doing it solo. You're joining in next week. I've looked at the songs. The easiest song... <laughs> I've looked at all of them. The easiest one that I can gather is Lisa, It's Your Birthday, which I'm pretty sure is okay, about two chords. Okay, from Dad. Yeah. Two chords. So we're doing Lisa, It's Your Birthday. So we're progressing by about a chord. We're learning a chord a week, yes. are we? <laughs> yes. We're doing a chord a week, and you are not... You're not passing me by this time, all right? You were joining in. You're just as much a part of as this show as I am. I'm a bit flustered. (laughs) And we're going to go to a song before we wrap up the show, okay? That was Can I Cover a Feeling, and this is The Yellow Family with Tom and Michael. We've been really lucky tonight to be joined by our guest, Mr. Alex Frame. Alex, thanks so much for being on the show, man, and thanks for bringing this episode of the week. That's all right. Yeah, first ever guest from the... (laughs) For the... First, season. first ever guests for the Yellow family. And Alex, you've done a really good job, so thanks again. Thanks. Um, now, Tom's about... you. Agree, I, I mentioned this a bit in passing to you before the show. Tom's going to hold up a card, and we want you to say whatever's on the card, right? So, Alex, you look like you've got something to say. This better not be about disparaging the boot. That's a bootable <laughs> offence. Alex, you look like you've got something to say. Do you? I have to go now. My planet needs me. <laughs> yes! <laughs> and guys, that's all we've got time for tonight on the Yellow Fan.